Welcome to Well That Was Weird, the podcast, where two metalheads answer the internet's weirdest questions, share stories, and give their opinions on things no one cares about. My name is Isaiah, and I'm in training to be a rhinestone cowboy. And I'm Chance, and I ain't no scrub, if you know what I am saying. <laughs> God, uh, I had such a hard time not laughing I about rhinestone cowboy. I saw you smile. God. I was like, I think I broke it. <laughs> Oh my god. There's gotta be one time that we can get through this intro without laughing. Or at least right after. Well, I didn't expect Rhinestone Cowboy at this early on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have that song stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Who the fuck sang that? Like a rhinestone cowboy. I don't know. Yeah, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh so yeah, uh this has been uh it's been a crazy week news-wise for us. You know, usually we've got, you know, two or three little news stories that have happened. Glenn Campbell. <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Cowboy. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's been a crazy week for us news-wise. Um, we found so much crazy news this week. I mean, we're going to be covering everything from mass overdoses and contagious boxes and sex dolls and black market baloney and yeah so strap yourselves in (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah go ahead the uh the beer of the week that Um, i am drinking is uh lagunita's little something something ale (laughs) little something see huh that's actually what it says uh yeah i'm a fan of lagunita's stuff yeah, I'm uh, I'm drinking some <laughs> some cold brew right now. I'm kind of nursing a hangover. <laughs> it's what time is it right now? Uh, it's eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five. I went to bed at four thirty this morning. <laughs> living that rock star life. I'm living that rock star life. Yeah, I uh, I drank too much. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you sent me the list of it. I sent you the list. I'm surprised I remember the list, but it's it, impressive. It involved uh, Jack, uh, quite a bit of Jack Daniels. Good uh, lord! A pina colada, a few Guinness, <laughs> two Black Russians. <laughs> There's no way that can end well. It, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the new stuff, I just want to talk to you. This. Uh, with the recent blow up of Star Wars again, okay, with yeah, like all the Baby Yoda and uh, Mandalorian <laughs> coming out everywhere. <laughs> He's so fucking cute, though. <laughs> uh, like Mandalorian kicks ass if you've not seen it yet. Yeah, um, awesome. But I started going back and rewatching the original trilogy. Um, I've seen New Hope so many damn times, I kind of skipped it. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I didn't realize until like yesterday when I'm rewatching uh, Empire Strikes Back how much of a fucking G that Darth <laughs> Vader is. Like, how horrible would it have been to work for that guy? Yeah. Every time he talks to a general or a commander or whatever, he's fucking killing them. He's choking them out. And then, uh, was it like they're they're chasing the Millennium Falcon and they lose it? And the yeah. guy's like, uh, he's uh, what does he say? He's like, uh, Lord Vader, we're you know, we're we're in pursuit now, like we're looking for it. And he's yeah. just like, I want I don't want excuses. I want that ship. And I'm just like, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. And then when he uh what's the scene 
when he like radios in to him through the screen and that guy's like, oh, we're working as hard as we can, Lord. And he's like, you're not working hard enough. And then fucking kills him. <laughs> There's a dude dying in the background. The other dude, he's like, what does he say? Like, Captain Viet, you are now in charge. Yeah. And he has to step over his body. Yeah. Like You see him kind of like look down. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, sir. Like, <laughs> you are now in command. Like, yeah. bruh. Like, every time, too. And I'm watching Return of the Jedi, and they're building the, the, the Death Star again. Yeah. And he's, like, the dude comes up, and he's like, you know, like, we're we're working as hard as we can, Lord Vader. And he's like, you're not working hard enough. And, like, he's like, the Emperor will be displeased with your progress. And he's like, I need more men. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, do you realize how big this fucking thing is? And it's only been a few years. Like, yeah. What the shit? Pretty impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive. Wait, I, I just got to think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Star Wars nerd out for just a second. Going back to him choking the dude on the video screen and the other dude just dies in the background. Yeah. We've never seen that anywhere else in the Star Wars universe, the ability to use the Force, like, via proxy. Oh, like, through whatever. Like, who knows where that other dude was? He might have been on another ship. And Vader's <laughs> yeah. choking him to death across... <laughs> across like, the fucking universe. Across the universe. He's choking this dude out just by thinking it, like, right. fuck that guy. Well, we kind of have seen that, almost, with... Um, uh, ra- uh, what was the last one? Well, the Last Jedi. The Last but Jedi. When up Luke, until that point, we haven't that seen point, that. No, because Luke force projects himself and then fights. Yeah. Uh, Kylo or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's some. So we know he has the ability to do that. It's but just it, it, I don't think we made a big enough deal about that. At no, the time. we didn't because that <laughs> killed Luke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. Vader's just choking a dude out. <laughs> from- <laughs> also, fuck it. Oh my god, this is killing me. So. When Obi-Wan comes to Luke on Dagobah. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> giving him that whole like he does the old man thing where he sits on the log and he's like, ah, yeah. So you're going to have to you're going to have to fight Vader again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Luke's like, I can't kill my father. And you just the fucking look that Obi-Wan gives him. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and even Yoda, when he's right before Yoda dies. Because uh, Luke's like, I'm a Jedi now. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> Face Vader, you must. You know, yeah. They're forcing him to kill his fucking dad in order to be recognized as a Jedi. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as... I mean, they're all dead, so it's not like they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Force Ghost would show up all super fucking disappointed. <laughs> Luke's just taking a shit and they yeah. just project into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, I'm very disappointed in you. What the fuck? Come <laughs> on, Obi-Wan. I'm trying to poop. But <laughs> do you think Lucas, George Lucas, regrets how he portrayed Yoda in when he originally shows up? Um, Because of just how fucking ridiculous he made him. Yeah, because he was like a like a fucking goofball. Like yeah, like it doesn't make sense. He's to like me. stealing sausages out of Luke's fucking yeah. lunch, and he climbs up in that thing, and takes the flashlight, and he's like, Mine! and like beating the shit out of R two D two with his cane, yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> like running around. But then he's like, I am a Jedi master, you know? Like yeah, and then he gets all like Zen on and shit on him. I, I was always, I was, I was always kind of under the impression, I guess that. Um, Yoda being so fucking weird when he first meets him was kind of like a ruse until he knew if Luke was like the real deal. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Because 
because he was in hiding. Right. He didn't want anybody to know that he was the Yoda, like right. like the original leader. Dude. And so, also, as old as he was, because he, I mean, I don't know his exact age, but he mentions to he's like, I've been training Jedi for over eight hundred years. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, man. I'm thinking about this though, like. Nobody ever, nobody ever told us about the whole fucking, um, <clears throat> like the timeline that's going on here. But I'm assuming Luke is in what his mid twenties. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Well, okay. Do you see what Yoda fucking did at the end of Episode Three? He's flipping around with a lightsaber, battling Palpatine and being thrown around the whole yeah. Senate chambers. And like literally, like 24 years later, he's walking with a cane. And he's like, ah, <laughs> <so> fucking old. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if you've already point, been around already for 800 in, years yeah. and you were flipping around doing flips and lightsabering <laughs> Palpatine, I don't think 24 years is going to make that much of a fucking difference. I guess not, man. So That's... I don't know. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know. He should have just been like super fucking old and decrepit from episode one, and then I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, right. sure, he's still powerful, but he's not... But then, sure, in episode two, they have him show up and fight Count Dooku, and he's flipping around. <laughs> Bringing whole ships down with his yeah. fucking yeah. mind and yeah. shit. <laughs> oh man alright well we nerded out yeah for a minute yeah yeah I'm sure we could probably dedicate a we separate could. podcast just to that honestly we should <laughs> for everything like in the nerddom sphere yeah just get high and talk about Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> call it Star Wars yeah love it <laughs> love it so I guess we should uh, move on to let's, news. Let's get into some weird shit. Um, do you want me to start? Sure. Let's let's get this fucking thing rolling. So here. this is coming from NBC News. Uh, this is a Florida couple finds a semi-automatic rifle hidden in baby shower gift from Goodwill. What? Yup. This is by Sarah Jackson, uh, December fifth, uh, two thousand nineteen. Florida couple got more than they bargained for at their baby shower last week when they found a rifle in one of the gift boxes they had received. The couple had been gifted a box appearing to contain an infant bouncer at their baby shower on Sunday. Holy shit. When they opened the box, they found a semi-automatic 22 caliber Mossberg rifle instead and called the police. <laughs> According to a press release issued Wednesday by the uh, Crestview Police Department, which responded to the call. Authorities say the couple's friends had purchased a gift at a Goodwill store in uh, Val, Valparaiso, Florida. Okay. At the oh, time of purchase, yeah, of course, go. yeah. The box was taped closed, and the friends believed it contained a new Baby Einstein activity jumper. <laughs> Officers okay. concluded the box could have been dropped off at any Goodwill donation box between Tallahassee and Pensacola before reaching its final destination in uh, Valparaiso. I'm assuming that they could track. The serial number. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you'd think, unless the, somebody was fucking shady about it and, like, filed it off. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, depending on the state, like, you don't have to register your gun. Yeah. But, I mean, they could also, I think, when you purchase a gun, the, the serial numbers run so they know when it was purchased. And they yeah. Backtrack, basically. Jesus. So... Um, any clues as to why dude was hiding a gun inside the thing when he donated it to Goodwill? Did he not know it was in there when he when they donated? Well, they don't even it? know who did it yet. Yeah, I know. That's... The rifle had not been reported stolen, and there was no indication <laughs> that it was associated with any criminal activity. After determining that the expectant parents were not felons, so yeah, like I read another article where they sh when the cops showed up, they like 
basically put them in cuffs at oh, first. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they were like, we fucking reported it. Like, what are you doing? Um, the authorities initially let the couple keep the rifle on Sunday night, but upon further review, they requested possession of the weapon the following day. The couple voluntarily relinquished the gun to police. This incident highlights the importance of responsible gun ownership, the police department said in its press release. All boxes given to Goodwill, even if they are sealed, are, quote, supposed to be checked, <laughs> unquote. Yeah. Uh, according to a statement from Molly Collins, vice president of public relations for Bowstern Marketing Communications on behalf of Goodwill. Collins added that Goodwill stores in the area handle about 100 gun donations every year. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives is investigating where the rifle was first bought, how it was donated, um, how it was donated to Goodwill. Kids 2, the company that manufactures the activity jumper, has donated a new one to the expected parents. <laughs> <laughs> Good on them. Uh, you know, I've kind of got some some stories uh, now that you're talking about this, you know, like what they took, they confiscated the rifle and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have a couple stories uh, regarding stuff like that. Um, at one point, whenever I was, uh, whenever I got laid off from the railroad, I was actually laid off for like 18 months. Yeah. And I had to find something else to do, you know, like another job, basically. Right. And I had a friend, a friend of a friend was like, uh, hey, uh, we need uh, officers, like police officers. He's like, it pays decent. And I was like, sure, why not? You know, let's, let's go give it a shot. So I did it, you know, and I got accepted and I got put into the academy Yeah. to be a police officer. And one of the things you do as a cadet is... Like, Monday through Friday from 7 to 2, I think, we actually worked at the police station helping out certain departments. Like, some guys were in records, and some guys were in, I don't know, like like the little, like, jail, the little, like, drunk tank and oh, shit, okay. you know? Yeah, it yeah. just puts you in places. Well, they stuck me and these two other dudes in um, the property warehouse, <laughs> and it's this huge warehouse, like, like Indiana Jones style. <laughs> just rows and rows of shit and it's like evidence it's just boxes yeah. that are labeled with case numbers and our job was to go through go through cases that had reached their statute of limitations it means you couldn't charge anybody for anything else and to you know pull the boxes out get rid of the boxes throw things away make room for more stuff basically right. and <clears throat> a lot of those cases it would be like you know you you had these case files and you'd pull them up and you could see the case number and then you'd see like what the charge was and the person's name and all the kind of shit and what yeah. year it was. And we were mainly getting rid of stuff from like the nineties, you know, nineties and before right. kind of depending on the, the case or whatever. And there were so many like weapons charges <laughs> in there, just so many. And, uh, what they do in, in Texas anyway, what they did with guns, like it'd be like, oh, this person was brandishing a weapon at, at a Walmart, you know, that right. was the case. And the evidence would be like a backpack with like a gun inside it, you know, and you'd take the gun out and you'd make sure it was all unloaded and stuff. And you put it in another box and those boxes, once they got f full of guns, they'd seal them up and ship them off to be ground up. Hmm. Yeah, they like, they grind them up. Yeah. And, but some of the weapons charges were amazing. <laughs> I mean, the one that will always stick with me is it was like brandishing a deadly weapon in public or some shit was the charge. And it was from like the early 90s. And the town had a large um, state campus there, you know, like okay. a state college there. Yeah. So big college with like 20, 30,000 students, big, big college. 
And it was like, I guess this person was walking around like on the college campus carrying this weapon. And so we find the case file first and it's like brandishing a deadly weapon. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go find the, the little box. Right. Couldn't find the box. And it turns out that certain things that are too big for the boxes get put in their little metal trash cans. And they like stick out of the trash can. So like if somebody had like a broom handle that was involved in the <laughs> in the in the crime, that's where it would be yeah. too big to fit in a box. We go and dig in there, and all these things have tags on them that are related to the case numbers. And I pull out a fucking bazooka. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's no what, fucking way. Like it was one of those Vietnam era ones that would it was packed up and it would extend the, out. Yeah, yeah. That would like go on their backpacks. A, a fucking, fucking bazooka. bazooka. <laughs> Motherfucker was just running around on the college campus carrying this fucking thing. Was he threatening people with it or just walking just around? Just walking around with it. Fucking pulling a mall ninja and walking around with a fucking bazooka. Jesus. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. That's the only time I've ever held a bazooka in my hands, and it was just because some dumbass decided to carry it around. That's insane. <laughs> was it like when they arrested him, was it loaded? No, no, there's no like missile or anything with it yeah. <laughs> or whatever the fuck those are. I don't even you know what it goes in a bazooka. I think they're like little like missile things. I know like an RPG has got like the grenade the thing, thing that on sticks the under the front. Yeah. Yeah. I think never... they load in from the back. Yeah. Something. I don't know exactly what, a fucking bazooka. what it was. Yeah. It was like an actual like old school like G.I. Joe bazooka. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, one of the other ones was some dude was like threatening his neighbor and actually like cut him or something. Yeah. And it was another one of those, well, okay, we go and look for the box first. The box isn't there, so then we go to go check the trash can, the big trash bins. Is there another fucking bazooka in there? No, we found it was a goddamn, like, broom, like an old-school straw broom, like, with straw on the end. But on the other end, just crudely taped with oh, duct tape, was, was a, a goddamn knife. <laughs> <laughs> he made a spear out yeah, of a broom. Yeah, he made a spear out of a broom. Got a bayonet on the end yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, just kind of piggybacking off of that, at one point, they also sent us to, <laughs> they sent us our same group, uh, I think the property warehouse was doing something that day. They were taking in a big shipment of weed. Somebody yeah. had like a, like a truckload of weed that got seized. Right. So pallets and pallets of like 40 pound bricks. And they were like, well, you know, uh, our, our uh, narco team or whoever the hell they were, we're going to be unloading it. You guys... <laughs> You guys can't do your work in here for right now. Right. So they said, head on over to the the like intake port part of the police station where, where they people just get arrested. And yeah, where in. they dump them in. It was like ten in the morning, and there was nobody in there at the time, and we were just kind of talking and kind of getting used to these new surroundings because they needed a little bit of help. And so an officer kind of rolls in. He's like, "Okay, I got got a guy. You know, he's arrested for being drunk in public. He had a warrant. Blah blah blah." Bring the dude in, and the dude is smashed drunk at like 10 in the morning. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and there's these benches that kind of line the wall in this. There's like a little glass partition where we can be behind. And mm. He is sitting there on these benches, like handcuffed behind him, and he's just talking mad shit to us. He's like, fuck you guys. And he's just yeah. going on, you know, like bucking. His ankles are even tied up and shit. And So then he's like, he's like, man, if I had my gat... I'd shoot you motherfuckers. And he's like, I wish my head was a fucking gat. And he was all, brat, 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 brat. <laughs> <laughs> he pretended that he was a gun. Oh, my God. And he was all, brat, Like brat, aiming brat. his head at yeah, you? Yeah, he was aiming his head at us and shooting us, making shooting noises. Jesus. He was like, see, you guys would be all dropped right now. 
Oh my god. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't stay there for very long. <clears throat> Dude, before uh, before you came over today, I found a news video. Okay. <laughs> and it was um, anchors laughing on TV, and <laughs> they're <laughs> reporting. And I don't know if it was. I'm assuming it was real, but it was a bomb threat at a Home Depot, and they were like, <laughs> Home Depot. Uh, was evacuated for a bomb threat. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> one man was uh, reported in the bathroom that <laughs> it was like, quote, I'm a, you should leave. I'm about to drop a bomb. <laughs> 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 and someone called the police. <laughs> He's just taking a shit. <laughs> it was like, Home Depot will not be pressing charges. <laughs> And the lady reading it was like, I'm just now understanding the joke. <laughs> and the guys the guys off camera are fucking dying, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, do you am I going crazy or, do you, or was there a story a while back of well, it was a Lowe's or Home Depot, somebody put super glue on a toilet seat and some dude got glued to the fucking toilet? I don't know. I didn't hear about it. That was been a few years ago. I want to say that was like an actual news story. Some it probably some was. asshole put super glue on like the toilet seat and somebody sat down on it to take a shit and then they couldn't leave. <laughs> they had to like take the toilet seat with them. Oh no. Yeah. I just try. I'll have to look that up and see if it was a real thing, or maybe I just completely imagined that entire scenario in my head. I mean, it sounds plausible. Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving on to the rest of our whole weird week of news here, we talked about the whole semi-auto rifle. Um, I have this one that comes from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Okay. Fucking stupid name. Um, uh, written by Tyler Carter. And this is actually from November 22nd. It was the date of the article, but I felt like it was worth sharing here. Um, So the article is, More than 150 pounds of black market bologna was seized in Texas, border agents (laughs) say. (laughs) Black market bologna? Yeah. Uh, Look at fucking this dude, Tyler Carter, starting off the fucking article with a goddamn pun. A, quote, bunch of baloney took on a different meaning. Good Lord. <laughs> a bunch of baloney took on <laughs> different meaning after U.S. Customs and Border Protection agriculture specialists. So apparently we have, like, border guards that specialize in agriculture. Yeah, they, like, seize vegetables and meat. Yeah. They confiscated 14 rolls of Mexican baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) They confiscated 14 rolls of Mexican bologna, uh, the department announced in a news release. The bologna was seized because it, quote, is a prohibited product made from pork and has the potential for introducing foreign animal diseases to the U.S. pork industry, the department said. Officials noticed a man driving a Chevrolet truck with a Texas license plate enter the port of Mexico just after 9 a.m., an officer spotted red rolls behind the back seat of the truck and asked, quote, what he was bringing from Mexico, and he responded with, quote, frozen rolls of turkey ham. Officials <laughs> confiscated the 14 rolls, weighing more than 154 pounds, Jesus, and destroyed it <laughs> and released the driver, officials said. It is important that travelers understand they should declare all items they are transporting from abroad to avoid fines and penalties. A properly 
declared prohibited item can can be abandoned at the port without consequence. So in other words, you don't have need to be arrested. Right. While anti <laughs> here they go. While anti terrorism is the primary goal of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the federal agency assumes quote the responsibility of protecting America from all threats. The release noted, including meat, including meat and Mexican bologna. <laughs> What the fuck? What exactly is Mexican bologna? Like, is it made different? Or I don't think so. I think they're just they're just like, well, I don't know. So I uh, somebody said black market bologna is a new band name. That is a good band name. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> somebody uh, said that would actually be a better porn name. <laughs> Ooh, that is true. Black market bologna. <laughs> We've got Lexi. Something in Lexi a, Stacks XXX, yeah, Lexi Stacks and Black Market Baloney. <laughs> so, this is kind of embarrassing, but I have to share it. Uh, oh, so shit, okay. the outside of my hometown, a couple miles away, um, in, in Russell County in Virginia, okay. uh, I got a news story for you. Uh, man involved in Russell County mass overdose says it was laced weed. God damn. Okay. What was oh, in it? Um, hold on. All I right. If I'm going to leave and go back because I want you to see the guy that they interviewed. <laughs> okay. Look at him. Hold on. Oh, come on. Fucking advertisement bullshit. All right. I'll, uh, come on. Fucking ads. So this is oh, uh, News Channel 11. This is Jackie DeFusco. Oh. Uh, this is from December 5th. Castlewood, Virginia, one of the five people who reportedly overdosed in Castlewood, <laughs> Virginia, Wednesday night, is telling his side of the story. How many people live in Castlewood? Get this name. Uh, not a lot. Like so a couple like, hundred, maybe. So like five people is like a it's large a, it's percentage a big thing. of the town. Yeah, okay. it's a big thing. Uh, Bobby McMurray. <laughs> <laughs> 38 <laughs> says he lives at 496. Well, I mean, I'll, yeah, 496 Buffalo Hollow Road. I was just gonna say, like, should I tell the address? But it's in the news article. Yeah, so. they can if they can say it, we can. Uh, he lives there with his mother and 10 year old daughter. Okay. He said his brother, his brother's girlfriend, and her son and a friend came over to visit Wednesday night. He said they went outside to smoke weed <laughs> that he now believes was laced. Ooh. Let me scary. see if I can. Where's this at? That's spoopy. Look at this fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Does he he have a goddamn tear tattooed on his face? He has two. (laughs) He has two teardrops. Doesn't that mean he killed two people? He looks like Bobby McMurray or whatever the fuck his name was. It's a very fitting description. Got a skullet going on. (laughs) Fucking skullet. (laughs) Oh my God. Jesus. I love it. Uh, he said his mother and daughter were in the bedroom when the five who smoked began showing overdose symptoms. Oh, shit. People started falling down, like, into the floor, he said. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, a couple of them is... Um, God, I just have to read, like, the exact way he says it. Go so for it. The, ne- <laughs> the next thing you know, a couple of them is jerking and going on puking. <laughs> McMurray said a couple of them <laughs> quit breathing. They had to put them on life support and stuff. <laughs> life support and stuff, he says. Quote, Bobby McMurray. <laughs> Can we get that made as a shirt? Life support and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they quit breathing. They had to put them on life support and stuff. <laughs> McMurray said his mother called for help. 
We've had a lot of overdoses in our county, but never five at one time in the same residence, (laughs) said Russell County Sheriff's Department Chief Deputy William Watson. Watson said Narcan was administered upon arrival, uh, but it didn't stunt the symptoms. Narcan typically works on opioids, not so much on other types of drugs, but giving Narcan is not going to kill someone. Uh, The Sheriff's Department and Virginia State Police are still investigating the incident. Watson wouldn't provide further detail on what was or wasn't found in the home. He said they're still waiting on blood test results to determine what substance was involved. If we can identify the type of drug where it came from, then absolutely there will be criminal charges placed. Watson said all seven of the people in the house were taken to the hospital, including the mother and the daughter, for precaution. Uh, as of Thursday evening, he said four of the five people that overdosed had been discharged and one remained in stable condition. McMurray had just returned from the hospital when he spoke to News Channel 11. He said his daughter is, quote, gone until they come check everything out and make sure it's all right. Okay. Watson was unable to confirm if the 10-year-old is in state custody. Holy shit. I would assume she would be in state custody. Uh, yeah. Look at that fucking guy. Jesus. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I've never heard the term 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 skullet Skull- until until you started saying it. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a name for that. <laughs> kind of like what uh, Devin Townsend had. Yeah, when he had those dreads young lad, and he started yeah. losing his hair on top. Skullet. Yeah. All right. Um, the news article. Next article I have here. We're gonna be kind of throwing back to some to a group of people that we've fucking talked about before on here a couple times um so i'll just let you guys sort this out just from the title this is from uh, mlive.com and i think it has something to do it's this takes place in alabama (coughs) so (laughs) see (laughs) that's enough of a joke right there oh alabama says thieves use truck to pull door off of store, but steal only a 12-pack of Fago, <laughs> worth maybe $3. <laughs> so wait, do they tie, like, cables to their bumper? They, uh, there's a picture of them. You can, there's surveillance video from outside, and they're tying a chain to the back of their truck. Oh and then God. to the front doors. Is this during the day? No, this is, this is just night. Oh. Okay, so it says, Captain James Butterbrot? from the Tarrant County Police Department. The bizarre incident, or Corporal James Butterbrot. Apparently, he wrote some of this. The bizarre incident occurred in the early morning hours on Thursday when three males showed up at the Big Boys Convenience Store (laughs) on Jefferson Boulevard in Tarrant, Alabama in a white Ford Ranger. So it's a little bitty fucking truck. A trio of sugar-craving thieves used the truck to pull the door off an Alabama convenience store, but stole only a 12-pack of Fago. <laughs> According to the Tarrant Police Department, the bizarre incident, blah, blah, blah. The males tied a chain from the Ford Ranger to the front door of the business, then used the truck to pull the door off of its hinges, police said. Surveillance footage shows one of the males entering the store and walking out with a 12-pack of Fago. A soda pop company based in Detroit, known for its bargain prices and unique flavors. <laughs> Investigators told AL.com that there's absolutely no evidence that the thieves were looking for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't rummage through anything. They knew specifically. They were like, we need a 12-pack pack of Fago. The video shows him walking in the store and grabbing the Fago. 
Tarrant Police de- detec- Detective Corporal James Butterbolt told reporters, all that work for a 12-pack of something that maybe cost $3. <laughs> Police included several hashtags with a Facebook post, including Fago Bandits, Must Be Thirsty, Too Much Work, What Flavors You Got, Red Pop, Grape, Orange, Twist, Cherry Cola, and Dr. Fago. <laughs> Hashtag whoop whoop. Oh, shit. Says anyone with information on the suspects, contact, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'll let you make your own decisions on what kind of people you think these are that would pull up the entire doors off of a fucking big boys convenience store. Must be thirsty. Yeah. Uh, to just get a 12-pack of Fago. <laughs> I mean, seriously. At least take something else. Like the cash register? Or a good drink. I mean... Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to go through all the trouble to pull the fucking doors off, I mean, you know there's an ATM in there. Hook those chains up to that bitch and drag it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a dude that did that. Did you, did you ever see that shit? I don't think so. It was, it was like an old video from like the news in the 90s. I forgot. Did you ever see that show that used to be on, on in the 90s called like Real TV or something? Yeah, shit? yeah, yeah. It was like one of those. And some thieves... Broke into a store and hooked up chains to an ATM and then drug it until the ATM like popped open and they took all the cash. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, good Lord. <laughs> fucking. F- God. <laughs> fucking <chug-a-loaf>. So. <laughs> you got another one for you here. This is coming from Fox News, our favorite. Uh, this is a Washington movie theater evacuated after highly contagious package of urine sent to the wrong address. Oh, shit. Uh, this is by Travis Fedshin uh, from Fox News. You always get the hard names. I know. A movie theater in Washington state uh, resembled a scene out of a disaster flick on Friday night after a box with a dire warning was left outside the building, triggering an evacuation after urine samples were sent to the wrong address. Okay. The incident happened around 5.15 p.m. at the North Bend Theater in the town of North Bend, located around 30 miles east of Seattle. Uh, the east side professional firefighter said on Twitter that first responders converged on the theater for a hazmat call with a box marked highly contagious human substance what that had been fuck? opened up. Who opened it? The box know. said it was marked. <laughs> a total of five... Five hazmat techs arrived at the theater to analyze the package as the building was evacuated and nearby streets were closed as authorities tried to determine what was inside the package. Oh, my God. What is this? Snoqualmie? Snoqualmie? Police Sergeant Paul Graham Good Lord. Told, told Como News the theater manager opened up the package and discovered the liquid inside. The manager was then taken to an area hospital as a precaution due to regular exposure protocol. If it says highly contagious on it, don't fucking open it. Good lord. Yeah, I don't think I'd... I don't even know that I'd touch it. Yeah. I'd probably just leave it sitting on the fucking counter. Eastside Fire and Rescue Deputy Chief Richard Burke told the Seattle Times the person didn't show signs of illness but went to the hospital as a precaution as officials weren't sure what was in the box. Okay. Test of the liquid revealed it to be urine that was, quote, disposed of appropriately in a biocontainer. Package was originally intended for a medical clinic in Tacoma, located more than 40 miles away. Officials have not <laughs> said how it ended up in North Bend. <laughs> All is well, the theater said Saturday on its website. The emergency vehicles you may have seen in front of the theater on Friday, November 29th, 
were there in response to our call regarding a mislabeled package that was leaking an unknown fluid. Oh, it wasn't fucking packaged properly if it was leaking. No. The theater praised the professionalism of Eastside Fire and Rescue in the Snoqualmie Police Department, saying there was no danger and they would open for business on Saturday to show Frozen 2. <laughs> Out now. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean... Okay, there was a lot of stuff that got fucked up there. Yeah. A, it got delivered to the wrong place 40 fucking miles away. It's not like they delivered it next door. And then B, the dude opened the shit. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Okay, yeah, whole bunch of fucked up shit <laughs> going on there. All right, um, moving on here. I have a story that I found on the Telegraph, and that's just from the UK. It's telegraph.co.uk, whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, headline, and it just says by Telegraph reporters. It doesn't list names. Apparently, you can click on it and get all their names. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. It says, uh, seagulls kept a couple hostage in their own home for six days by attacking them every time they leave their house. What? <laughs> Dude, have you ever ran into a seagull before? They're terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're bastards. Yeah, when we were in San Francisco, <laughs> when they like, landed in front of us on the dock. Yeah. It was just staring me down. I was really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, it says, Nesting seagulls kept a couple hostage in their own home for six days by attacking them every time they tried to leave their house. Roy and Brenda Pickard, 71, age 71, it's like old people, say they were constantly confronted by two squawking adult seagulls after two chicks ended up on their roof. Uh, Mr. Pickard age 77, apparently, so he's fucking older, was once so viciously attacked that he ended up with a bloody head wound that needed hospital treatment. What? Jesus. Uh, Speaking about how difficult it has been to complete simple tasks while stranded inside, Mr. Pickard from Not End near Morecambe... God damn it. Okay, said, The whole thing has been terrible. I've not been able to go out of the front door. If I try to get out of the door, the two adult birds are right there, and I've got no chance. It's genuinely frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to laugh at your misfortune there, Mr. Pickard. Yeah, that sucks, man. Um, He added, My wife isn't well or very mobile at the moment, so we're relying on me to get out. Thankfully, we have an integrated garage, and I can get into it from the kitchen, open the garage door, and drive out to go get our shopping. But I had to leave the garage door open, which isn't ideal. So, uh, Wire County, Wire Council says the goals are herring goals and are protected once nesting, which means the couple has very limited solutions available. So it's, so like those it's nesting turkeys. on it's nesting on top of their house, yeah, and they can't legally do anything about yeah, it. It's like those fucking turkeys in New Jersey that are terrorizing people and chasing people around. They can't do anything about it. Uh, the wire council spokesman said, we sympathize with Mr. Pickard's situation. Seagulls can be troublesome, particularly when nesting. We have visited him to assess the situation and have given advice on how he can deal with the seagulls. For now, a solution is in place that will enable Mr. Pickard to take his wife to her private appointment. The goals in question are herring goals and they are protected once nesting, blah, blah, blah. We advise residents who have a problem with seagulls to bird-proof their properties prior to breeding season. <laughs> I didn't know that was a fucking thing. What, bird-proofing? Yeah, you yeah, have to they, bird-proof they before breeding season. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a fucking thing. 
Well, today I learned then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> today I got learned up. <laughs> I got all fucking learned up. So, uh, <coughs> I, uh, I got to do a couple Reddit stories. We'll switch over here. Ah, yeah. We're going to move on to some Reddit shit here. Um, I just saw this one. It just popped up. So What? Okay. Yeah. What is it? Uh, so this is a Today I Fucked Up okay. by a user ceiling ceiling boob light to <laughs> ceiling boob light. Did yeah. you have any boob lights at your house? No, I don't even know what that is. You know what the fuck there? That that's a boob light. Oh, okay. See, it looks like a boob. It does. I've always thought that, but never really made the association. Ceiling boob light. <laughs> <laughs> so today I fucked up by asking my boyfriend to waterboard me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Today, my boyfriend was feeling overwhelmingly sad, and we had recently talked about a technique where you ask a completely random question to break the other person out of a thought spiral. Okay. I asked him if he wanted this really nice pair of underwear for Christmas because he liked the company that produced them. That brought him out of it, so he pulled me on top of him a little later, and I was trying to be seductive. <laughs> okay. So I put my chest in his face, and I said, waterboard me, <laughs> but in a sultry voice. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he just looked at me weird and said, "What?" <laughs> then I realized somehow my brain mixer water uh, my brain mixed waterboard with motorboat. <laughs> and I went and I I went motorboat. Uh, I meant motorboat. <laughs> so that killed my attempt to be seductive, but we got a good laugh out of it, so that lifted the mood anyway. <laughs> TLDR somehow got wa- waterboarding and motorboating confused while trying to be sexy. Oh shit. <laughs> I was just, I was trying to, before she explained, I was so confused. Waterboard me. <laughs> so, I, uh, I got another short one for you. This is another uh, TIFU posted by uh, Awez08, A-W-E-Z-08. Okay. Uh, this is from a few days ago. It's, uh, today I fucked up by eating a banana. <laughs> okay. Starts off. I love fruit. I eat fruit all the time, one being bananas. I used to love bananas, but find it weird that there was a tingling and burning sensation in my throat every time I ate it. (laughs) I would tell my friends about bananas being great, but the burning sensation being awful, and they'd say nothing, so I suspected it was normal. (laughs) (laughs) So come today, I grab a banana, sit down, eat it. I start talking to my girlfriend and say, man, as much as I love bananas, I hate the tingle they leave behind in your throat. She says, are you allergic to bananas? <laughs> like <Okay>. OP? <laughs> at this point, I'm very confused. I say, is there no tingle for you? And she says, there's no tingle at all and starts laughing at me. Now I'm messaging three separate group chats asking if banana tingles are normal or not. <laughs> okay. And they all reply saying it isn't or asking what the hell banana tingles are. So now I'm never eating another banana again. To my quick and lackluster research, it's not deadly. This certainly explains the banana tingles. Okay. <laughs> TLDR, I've went my entire life eating bananas and being oblivious to the fact that I'm allergic to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, I have a, I have a, a TIFU story here uh, that I just found this morning actually but it's from a couple days ago uh it's posted by user boot salter oh yeah you got an update there no sorry okay um and it says today i fucked up by eating four and a half bags of sunflower seeds <laughs> that's a lot of fucking Wait, like, sunflower seeds like the big bags or like those um, like i don't know we're ones? about to find out it says uh this Let's didn't see. happen today 
we are now exactly one month from the date this happened. It says, I am a college student with a really rigorous academic schedule. My entire academic career, I've always eaten sunflower seeds while studying. I'm not sure why. I think it just keeps me focused. I'd built up quite the tolerance to the seeds, too. Sometimes, oftentimes, he says, I'd down five or six bags while grinding for hours studying for finals. Okay. So I don't know what size these bags are. Every time, though, I'd spat out the shells as they accumulated in my mouth, you know, like a normal person. Right, right. For some reason, I swallowed the seeds whole this particular time. I didn't really think much of it, just a mindless activity. Two days later, I woke up for class and could tell I had to remove my bowels. How he puts it. Take a shit. Yeah. I sat down on the toilet and initially thought that I had just severe constipation. Nothing seemed abnormal until I started trying to push harder, and I felt a razor-sharp pain in my asshole that wouldn't go away. Oh, no. (laughs) I grabbed some toilet paper and reached down and realized that I'm not feeling feces inside of me. Rather, it's a mass of sunflower seed shells, undigested and unchewed. Oh, my God. I stayed on the toilet. I stayed on the toilet for another two and a half hours. A liquid combination of blood and feces made its way through the mass and dripped down my leg. So now I'm sitting here, gruesome pain, smell terrible, and can't move. How did he how did it get down his leg? Was he standing up? I don't fucking know. I have one of my buddies take me to the hospital. They ran me through a CT scan and showed me a six centimeter by four centimeter mass in my colon. All right, they're going to try and manually disimpact it and send me home. They give me a whole bunch of laxatives, and the nurse is planning on shoving her finger up my rectum and pulling out the broken up chunk of sunflower seeds. God. (laughs) The laxatives couldn't break up the shells. The nurse shoves her finger up there, and I feel the shells push against the inside of my asshole. I quite literally feel like I was being cut open from the inside, and she couldn't remove any pieces of it. Ugh. Next step, a colonoscopy. They plan on using the tools from the colonoscopy to scoop out the mass. They're going to keep me for two nights and have me drink Go Lightly, which clears your bowels pre-operation. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Meanwhile, this mass, this mass's lack of movement has made it nearly impossible to walk for even a few steps. <laughs> I can't sleep, and I'm constantly drinking this awful solvent. A day, the day comes, and they knock me out. Yeah. I wake up post-op, and they let me know that the attempt was unsuccessful. Oh, my God. <laughs> this poor guy. Had they tried pulling the mass any further, they risked perforating the bowel, which would have sparked internal bleeding. Now they're thinking surgery. They kept me another four nights before the operation. I can't eat because I can't defecate. I can't sleep, and I'm missing a week of class and internship interviews. After eight days, they successfully removed the mass. They released me and told me that it'd be a few weeks before I'd be able to BM normally. <laughs> I took school stool softeners for about three weeks until I started feeling normal just a few days ago. The bill came in yesterday. 42 grand. But what's another 50k in debt to a college student? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, don't eat sunflower seeds. Why like, would you don't eat, eat the, the whole, whole seed. You just put them in his mouth and swallow them? Yeah. Uh, this person says, boy with the dog tattoo, as the user says, never again will I swallow the shells of sunflower seeds. I love my asshole far too much to tear <laughs> it apart like that. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of crazy. It was rough, man. Um, So this story was actually sent to me uh, from, from one of our listeners, uh, Corey. Uh, he sent me this story yesterday, 
uh, and it's from a subreddit called Am I the Asshole? Okay. So, like, asking a question, like, here's the situation. Am I the asshole in this situation? Okay, gotcha. Um, so, uh, this was posted by uh, the user Peanut Butter Dilemma <laughs> <laughs> in I Am the Asshole, or Am I the Asshole? And he says, Am I the asshole for putting my penis in peanut butter and leaving it in the kitchen? All right, let's explain. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. He put his penis in a jar of peanut butter. It says, I'm looking for his, some assistance in determining whether I am the asshole in this situation that has divided our house into two groups. Yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> I am a college student living with four other guys my age. It's our second year living together, and last year we had an issue with people eating food that isn't theirs. So now we have a strict label your stuff and only eat things with your name on it policy. My girlfriend and I like to get a bit frisky in the bedroom, and a few nights ago, I dipped my penis in peanut butter, and she licked it off. God. <laughs> Good God. Yes, yes, I understand that it is slightly bizarre, but that's how we roll. I like how he's just owning up to it. Yeah, that's how I mean... we roll. The controversy is that since we have a mouse problem, I didn't want to leave the peanut butter in my bedroom. So afterwards, I closed it and returned it to my kitchen cupboard. Note that it had a huge, like, label on it. So it was clear that it belonged to me. One of my roommates tells me yesterday, oh, by the way, I had some of your peanut butter. <laughs> he sees my visibly shocked reaction and asks what's up. So ultimately, I come clean about the whole deal. He's furious and says, why the fuck would you put it back in the kitchen? I reminded him of the mouse situation and our policy not to have other people's labeled foods. This is the first time all year that somebody has had my labeled food and informed me after the fact. He said it was just some peanut butter in his bread. It's not like he was taking full chicken breasts from me. My house is split 3-2 on who is in the wrong, and it's spilling over into the aspects into other aspects of our living situation. We need to get over the over this pronto, so I'm asking, am I the asshole? I'm gonna say no. No? No. Because just, the rule is already in place not to eat right. other people's fucking labels. There's, there's a clear house rule that you're all aware of. If you wanted some of the peanut butter, just be like, hey, man, like I don't have any. Do you mind if I get some? And then yeah. you'd be like, actually, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I also, put my dick in that. If he put his erect penis, <laughs> is there just a trench, a, sh a penis-shaped trench in the middle of this? Peanut jar of peanut butter. There's a picture. <laughs> so when dude went to open it, did he not find that suspicious? I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally would. Uh, yeah. There's a picture. It's just, it's just literally. It's like... just a jar of peanut butter with a hole in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I thought that was pretty great. It'd be funny if he had done it like to the side. So if you look through the side of the jar, there's just a an outline <laughs> of a penis, like in the peanut butter. <laughs> oh, that would have been great, actually. Um, so I just kind of wanted to, I wanted to do this one last news article here Okay. that I just, I kind of wanted to save it towards the end just cause it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah, let's get into this. I have some more really great news articles for next week, but you'll have to wait till next week to get into this. I mean, this is kind of an uplifting story, okay. but at the same time. 
I just can't even believe it's a real thing. <laughs> okay, so um, this is uh, okay. Um, this is from Blavity News, and the headline is "Woman Named Marijuana Pepsi." No fucking way. That's her fucking name. Okay. Who refused to change her name, earns her PhD after completing her dissertation on black names. Yeah. Uh, and this article was written <laughs> by somebody named Nissan Lord. Good God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Says, so she legal, she's changed her name to Marijuana Pepsi. Uh, I don't know if she changed it. Uh, I'm going to get into that. Okay. Um, Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Yes, that's her real name. (laughs) He just said, get the fuck out of here. This is already so ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, Marijuana Pepsi Pepsi Van Dyke. Yes, that's her real name. Graduated from Wisconsin's Cardinal Stritch University in May with a PhD in leadership for the advancement of learning and service in higher education. She wanted to prove to the world that despite having a rather unique name, she could make it in life. I mean, you proved it. Yeah. I guess. It says, people make such a big deal out of it, I couldn't get away from it, Van Dyke told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Marijuana Pepsi is her legal name. And no, she doesn't smoke and she doesn't. she isn't a huge fan of soda. Van Dyke was added after she married her current husband, Frederick, Frederick in 2017. Uh, the 46-year-old who grew up between Chicago, Illinois, and Beloit, Wisconsin, says she used to question why her mom gave her such an odd name. Because her sisters are named Kimberly and Robin. <laughs> Get out of here. Sisters are just named Kimberly and Robin. What was her last name? Um, I don't know. I don't know what her maiden name was. So is is her first name Marijuana Pepsi? Or is no, it like her first, first name is Marijuana. Her middle name is Pepsi. And her sisters are Robin and... And Kimberly. The fuck were your parents <laughs> thinking? Hey, let's ruin our third child. <laughs> she says, quote, it makes it difficult sometimes. Just change it, man. Like, you proved your point. Like, just change your name. Uh, her they, Here you go. Here's an answer to your question. Her mom apparently believed her name, quote, would take her places. And in reality, she has she has gone places. Van Dyke lives on a farm in Illinois with her husband. They have four children. Uh, in addition to teaching and running a performance coaching company, Van Dyke started an annual scholarship award for African-American students enrolled at the University of Wisconsin. But it wasn't always easy. Van Dyke was constantly teased growing up, especially in junior high. She dreaded when teachers conducted roll call. Yeah. <laughs> Says every single class, the teacher is taking attendance out loud, and as they slowly get down through the J's, I'm just he- like, here it comes. Mariana, marijuana? And all, all the students turn to see who it is. Van Dyke used these situations to her advantage and wrote her thesis on the topic Black names in white classrooms, teacher behaviors, and student perceptions. For her dissertation, she spoke with other black students who had unique names. They also opened up about those tense moments when teachers would pause on their names during roll call. Today, she's proud to call herself Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Because she actually is a doctor. This is fucking ridiculous. 
In a way, she thanks her mother and she admits her name may have given her a sense of resilience. I've grown into my name because I am a strong woman, she told today. I've had to be. So it's kind of uplifting, but uh, she kind just... Of, yeah, I mean, like, good for her. Like, I'm, I'm glad that she got her degree and, like, she's actually gone places. She's a fucking doctor now. Like, that's amazing. But it really... it It's like people aren't making fun of you for having an odd name. Yeah. Like... Uh, like I, I know she's doing like advancement for like African American names and stuff. Yeah, sure. That's not an African American name. No. You're named after a drug. Yeah. Marijuana. Like Yeah. People are laughing because your name is fucking marijuana. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's different, you know, like when some when some of those uh like I've heard names that are more of those I guess what you can tr- consider like traditional African names. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like, oh, that's fine, you know. Like, I'm, right. it's because always hilarious can, to see the substitute teachers stumble through those. Yeah, but you can you. It's one of those names where it's like, okay, even not knowing or hearing that name before, when you hear it, you almost know you you can be like, okay, that's probably a traditional name. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But you named your kid fucking marijuana. <laughs> it's like me naming my kid cocaine. <laughs> Is there a heroin here? Like, you know. Methany. Yeah, crystal methany. <laughs> yeah, there's already a woman named that. We talked about Yeah, her. we talked about it. <laughs> crystal methany. God. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, that happened. Uh, yeah, well, I'll see if I can find any follow-ups to that. All right, so uh, what, what do you we- got for weird me Weird fact of this week, uh, you share over 50% of your genes with bananas. Oh, shit. <laughs> Well, I'll be dipped. <laughs> I'll be chocolate dipped. <laughs> oh, well. What? I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, uh, what we got going on? Um, In the next week or so? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not much. <laughs> uh, no. No, we, uh, we're we planning a very special episode. Uh, yeah. We're going to have a guest on. We're going to, I'm not going to say who it is just yet. Yeah. Uh, working those details out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to probably, it's probably going to be an extended episode and then we're going to yeah. be doing a crossover. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a, this guest on our show and then uh, he also has his own podcast and we'll be, uh, spotting on that as well so yeah apparently uh, that's from what i gather we might be getting kind of interviewed a little bit yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but we'll uh we'll post more about it on instagram and facebook and we're gonna try to hype this up so keep an eye out and uh for more info yeah yeah we'll see you guys next week bye out